Welcome to the Divine Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, we talk about discovering your God-given purpose in your business, in your faith, in your relationships and creativity. And today, we have a special guest, DJ, founder of Creators Therapy, and a good friend of mine. And we're talking about where to start finding your self-awareness and the benefits of being self-aware. Coming up. Welcome to the Divine Hustle Podcast, where pursuing your God-given greatness in your faith business and relationships is what matters let's get into the show what's up divine hustle tribe we have some exciting this is an exciting episode i'm so hyped yeah this is it's been a while since oh my gosh it's been you've been on the show yeah and um, a full year a full year since you've been on the show and i know we probably don't have any previous episodes on our podcast up right now with our special guest today but you know we're starting something new maybe we could recover that data from my busted hard drive and we could (laughs) re-upload some of those old episodes such a heartbreaker i i was terrified of that happening and when it did i was definitely heartbroken and i was like you know what maybe it could last another month and i'll get i'll recover my data or back up my data yeah never no nothing like just uh. (sighs) biggest fear for every any creator out there is back up your hard drive mm. or get a reliable hard drive there you go stay away from western digital <laughs> get a seagate or lacy like they're phenomenal anyways so special guest today on divine hustle we have dj What's and he is, oh man like if you guys don't know dj he is the host of creators therapy he is a professional therapist right mm-hmm. yeah that's what he does for his profession yeah, yeah. and he's also a fellow creator and he's one of my best yeah. bros that i've known for many years i've seen his growth in creativity and he's just a phenomenal Man. human being dude <laughs> i'm just thinking about it. i just get warm fuzzies just yeah. thinking about it yeah bro he he is oh yeah. uh, he he was one of my groomsmen that's right. in our wedding i, I remember dude that was the everyone was day. so confused of why i was there really well like the other groom not the other the other groomsmen that didn't know me as well they're like so like how do you know john (laughs) when did you meet john we were well we were in iraq fighting fighting the war yeah yeah we saved my life we're backpacking europe uh, yeah in the mountains of europe doing an eat pray love thing (laughs) (laughs) it was a meet cute moment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, like I ran out of essential oils that day and yeah. he just got my back literally. Tail is old as time, yeah. man. Just <laughs> it's like, do you need some essential oils? I got that. I'm like, man, I was just looking through my pack. Yeah. My man pack. Real I talk. I cannot find my essential oils. So Real thank talk. You. Essential oils have been so key. Oh my gosh. Really? No, no. Okay. So okay. Like, no. Okay. So, I believe like, so my have, wife is a massive essential oil. So. I won't be massive, yeah. but I, let's just say like I've I found a combination that works for me. Because Don't you have a secret potion, like a secret, not potion, but like a magical essential oils mix that you created? I didn't create it. Or Somebody your created Someone it Someone created me. a recipe. And so it's, it's, it's my own flavor. Oh my gosh. Like, what does so, it do? Like, so, so it, what's the benefits of it? So like... This is not a plug, by the way. I'm no, just no, really no. curious. Yeah. So, like, so I have ADHD. Like the, what used to be called ADD is now ADHD with inattentiveness, right? So I don't have as much of the hyperactivity as much Mm. as I do just like, oh, like, and just like, yeah, yeah, shiny, everything. So, um, what's really been helpful is other than strong coffee has been essential oil. So I got a mix of lavender and cedar wood 
and there's something else in there as well. I can't remember what it is, okay. but like lavender helps you calm down. Okay. Cedarwood helps you focus. All right. So if you think about it, like your high, your engine just revving high yeah. all the time. That I lavender just need cedarwood, like, like pills, <laughs> right? Like or something. <laughs> so I, I, I just I rub, focus. <laughs> rub a little on my wrist, yeah. and and I'm good for about two hours. Dude, I need to put that to the test. You need to make uh, a batch for me. I got it. We'll, we'll I'll give it oh, to you. give you some. Yes. All we'll right. Give you a hit. Anyways, that <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah. one hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that wasn't supposed to be part of this podcast, but anyway, you know, it's, it's all it's good. There. Yeah, it's there. It's Sorry. there, and you guys for your enjoyment. Yeah. So, anyways, we want to welcome DJ Thank on you. this podcast. We're really excited because we are in this series called where to start Mm. and uh this episode is all about self-awareness where to start in your self-awareness journey and what are the benefits of having self-awareness what it does for your life and what better way to talk about self-awareness than my dude that's a therapist you know you know this is you deal with this every day all the time all the time and not not maybe for yourself but you talk to a lot of clients that yes comes down to it and boils down to self-awareness every time if there's an issue or a problem that they're yep. dealing with when you therapy them up mm-hmm. yep it always goes down to the foundation of self-awareness yeah every time you know about um whether it's in marriage uh, personal discovery like yeah. like my job as a therapist is to essentially facilitate self-discovery and hope and basically you find healing through that yeah but in order to have some of that self-discovery you got to learn about yourself. You got to learn some self-awareness. Like, right. you know, um, people don't always know the answer. They just know that whatever's, whatever's going on in their life right now, they just don't like it, but yeah. they don't know why. Yeah. So it's my job to kind of help why. They're just unhappy Yeah. sometimes. Like, yep. you know, and it's so weird because we are in 2020 now mm. and every year that happens, it's just like, you know, you start off strong and you want to start off motivated. Like mm-hmm. you just came out of a really depressing kind of winter break because yeah. like family and like you know like during christmas time is the highest depression highest yeah like anxiety highest everything stress and we talked about that in our previous episode mm-hmm. um how to make this holiday significant so if you haven't listened to yeah. it go check it out and we talked it's about fire that episode by the way thank you it's such a good episode. thank you yeah you know my wife is just amazing dude she's a she's a a book of information she is sometimes you just want to read all the chapters (laughs) or get the cliff notes (laughs) i love you man um but we did talk about how we carry stress all throughout the year yep and it kind of boils up to that moment the end of the year where you know like everyone loves a timeline start finish you Mm -hmm. know like every movie has a start and a finish and there's a arc in the middle Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. that's kind of like how we look at years but thinking like okay not just in year terms but like five year terms 10 year terms lifetime terms that's when you start discovering like who am i gonna be what type of core values do i need to carry out yeah and how do i live my life daily and not think of it as a linear like okay so this year this is what i'm gonna try to do the next year i'm gonna change that and do something new and the next year so like every year is kind of like a new thing and like yeah you don't really find or have self-awareness to continue like your pattern or reputation um, reputation to create a reputation that is consistent yeah. that people can trust whether you're a creative or you're you're you have a brand or mm-hmm. you know maybe especially like in ministry like having that trust and consistency is super important super important yeah so definitely. today we're really excited to talk about 
discovering self-awareness how do you even start in that what's the journey look like like Mm. and and if you're in a position and maybe this might speak to you because you're in a position of like you know what every year i feel like i've been taking another lap and like i fall into a, a pattern right and it's unhealthy sometimes maybe you're in a pattern of relationships or breakups or maybe you're in a pattern in your career and you're like I keep on getting these jobs and, I, and it's not, I lose passion and then I, I leave my job mm-hmm. and I put in my two weeks notice and I go to try to find another job or like I try to side chart, uh, sorry, I can't talk today. <laughs> I try to start a side hustle yeah, and that fails and I have to find another job. And so or there's- like, why do I keep running into the same issue at every new opportunity or every new job? Right, like, yeah. Because it's the same you. Right. It's the same you. And it all starts with self-awareness to create that change and to create that joy in your life, Mm -hmm. that happiness in your life where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm not where I know I need to be, but I'm definitely not who I used to be. And Mm -hmm. I'm heading the right direction. Right. So I think that's the most important part is waking up and feeling that contentness, that, that feeling of like... I'm going the right direction and there you go. I, obviously I'm not where I am, but I can endure the process. I can enjoy the process and we're going to be talking about that today. So I'm so excited. So excited. So, so excited. DJ, <laughs> what's like the first kind of step into discovering yourself or having that self-awareness? First step uh, is, is, knowing there's a problem i mean <laughs> it's like yeah. that you know there there's there's this whole we kind of do this whole cycle where where we try to nix out every every other possible thing that it could be until we get to us right right so yeah. the first step is like recognizing like you're part of the problem like if there's a common denominator here it's usually you yeah right so that's so that's usually the first step in like trying to f- like discover more about yourself is is understanding or knowing that there's a lack somewhere within you right, right. um and and it happens even with faith too of like we're trying to like i you know i'm, I'm trying to be the best christian that i can be or i'm trying to be oh the, what, gosh, what god yeah. is calling me to be yeah. right but i still can't figure out how to navigate that yeah. that realm like well like you're still on a journey. You're still trying yeah. to figure you out. I mean, I hear this a lot. Like, oh, I'm, I, I'm doing this for God. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. I, I got to do this for God. Yeah. Everything's for this purpose. And right. it's like, well, have you ever thought that you just being present is enough? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There, or, or it's, um, or are you trying to put God in that, in that space? Right. Yeah. But it's actually you. That right. wants that wants to do that, or that's you that's trying to do that. So. Yeah, and then you try to justify like, oh, this is why I'm here. This is yeah. you know, and then it again, like, how do you separate the you in the conversation mm-hmm. and the God in the conversation? Yeah, I you know, it's um, it's a it's a big first of all, it's a big step to do that. You know, to step aside a little bit. Um, the way that I've kind of seen clients do it is um is honestly start to have that conversation um, with God, get engaging it with prayer, yeah. um, but then listening. Like, yeah. just shut up for a minute yeah, and, and just start listening. And if you still don't, if you're still not having a clear idea or a clear direction i don't i don't always want to say like just keep praying then because that seems like a very church answer but i think it i think it starts with 
with listening first and then being able to seek wise counsel. Yeah. Um, and people who can actually, who know you outside of your own head. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes, when you're hitting a wall, mm-hmm. um, when, you know, it doesn't even have to be in ministry or your, your faith walk either. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you, how do you, um, how do you overcome writer's block, creative block? Yeah. How do you overcome certain areas where you feel stuck? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yes, prayer, obviously meditation, right. all that stuff is kind of like the, the Christian answer. Right. Right. Sure. But that's why it's so important to have mentorship definitely and counsel that you go to your mentor you go to a like friend that you trust that's not in a place where they're in the same place as you Mm -hmm. like because you're just gonna circle answers like it's like oh yeah you should just keep on drinking buddy like or you should just keep on doing that like like why stop the fun like why stop doing what you know like it, it they haven't figured it out, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's okay because like you got to be pure and like encourage each other, encourage your brother or sister. Yeah. Right. But like if you're dealing with alcoholism, you don't go to another alcoholic. Right. Yeah. For advice or you don't, you know? Yeah. There's uh, I don't know how many times I've, I've sat in a room with like a married couple, right? Cause I'm, I'm 29. Um, a lot of my married clients tend to be older than me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how many times I've had like, well, uh, you don't, you don't have kids, so how would you understand? Or like, you've never been through this, so how would you understand? Like, that's a right. default. Yeah, that's like, that's a that's you trying to find a way. You out. don't know what I'm going through yeah, because exactly. you haven't experienced it. You know what's exactly. so funny is that churches like do that too. So like, if the pastor's young, mm-hmm. like you know he, you know he's between thirty and forty. Yeah, they have like congregation members that are like in their 50s and 60s and they're like well why did you leave the church well he doesn't know what i'm going through or he doesn't have yeah. this or you know yeah. that experience he right. doesn't have grandkids yeah or you know what i mean yeah and it's like that's why you left it's a cop-out yeah it's a cop-out like yeah, totally. it, you know it's 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 an easy way to justify to yourself like oh never we tried it yeah so we're on our way so out. what do you do with those types of clients with those types of clients, I, I, I typically challenge that. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's therapy's funny because you can, you kind of, I spend, especially with older clients, I spend the majority of the first two or three sessions building rapport, right? Yeah. Like I need to build, you, obviously you don't know me. Like right. I need to, I need to help you build trust in me because yeah. I know what I'm doing. Um, and, and sometimes it comes right down to like, well, you're right. I don't know what it's like, but it, it doesn't make me any worse of a therapist. Like I, I know how to help you get out of it. So it's almost like yeah. you got the tools, right? Because of the education and experience that you've you've attained, yeah, and the professionalism that you carry, right? Right, and regardless of what their circumstance is, mm-hmm. you know how to get them almost not out of it, but have a conversation around it, right? To yeah, discover. Yeah, I want to. I I try to unpack why the resist why that resistance is there mm-hmm. why is that particular piece of resistance there because right. like that's that's kind of you kind of wrestle through resistance anyway but like yeah. oh you're resisting me on this level what so i want to figure out why yeah i think what's most important about your job isn't like to give them answers but put up a mirror for them to discover it, and they have the choice to look at themselves and be like man i really got to fix that mm-hmm. yeah it, my job is not to give answers. Like I, right. I, everything in my training tells me to do everything but give you answers. So that's kind of a really interesting perspective because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, you know what? You should see a therapist or you should 
like, you know, like you tend to like tell that person or like whoever <laughs> is giving you a hard time, yeah. you need to go to a therapist because right. you have a problem. <laughs> you have a problem. You have a yeah. problem. And <laughs> they're saying someone needs to give you answers. Like yeah. someone needs to tell, like diagnose you. Yeah. Someone needs to come, you know, and yeah. like, how does that play out? Usually like when they come like from that perspective, mm-hmm. normally they don't get what they came in for no. yeah. at all. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. I, I get, um, and I and I should probably clarify. I, I I can't give like direct answer. Like, what should I do? I I can't tell you that. Like, yeah. and that's not just me being hard headed. That's like legally, ethically, I'm not doing my job as a therapist if I tell you what All I right. think you should do because I'm just one person, right? Yeah. Um, the goal is to give you all of the information or help you get through all the information I can yeah. and then make an informed decision based on that. Oh yeah. Totally. And then we, and then, I, I mean, I see like you and like therapists as like modern Jedi, <laughs> like for real, like a modern Jedi is like, you know, well, this is like, so why are you in here? Well, people say I have a problem. Oh really? Yeah. And then like you leave that openness for them to unpack. Sure. Well, it all started when I was a kid. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah okay, well, my parents never gave me that attention. And then you go into this like deep dive and they're like, mm-hmm. ah, and you yeah. just like jettified yeah, yeah. Like, their session right there. And they're like, oh my gosh, that felt really good. Or like, man, I have an issue. And they discover like where it all stems from. Yeah, the there's nothing more rewarding than um, when you when you do have a tool or like there's a culmination of, of all these different conversations that you've had and then you bring it full circle and they like, you see them have that like, whoa, all right, I just, wow, that's crazy. And they yeah. walk out all like encouraged or like excited that they figured that part out about themselves. And you're like, heck yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm stoked whenever that yeah. happens. Like, yeah, it's so, so great. What happens when they start discovering that they walk, let's say they walk out of your doors and they're like, they have that epiphany. But then like life happens mm-hmm. outside of, of that moment. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a moment. What is the, the moment that they have to realize and understand like that was an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Now I got to make it reality. Yeah. Like this is the reality that I face. Like right. my family, my friends, like they're still like. Yeah. Your environment hasn't changed at your all. Your environment yeah. hasn't changed, but you internally have changed. Yeah. Right. And, and this is part of that self-awareness discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, of like, okay, you are now self-aware and what happens when you get put in that same environment? Mm-hmm. You're you're going to upset dynamics. So one thing that I really focus on with my clients is like you have you exist in dynamics. So like your family is a dynamic. The relationship between you and your spouse is a dynamic. The relationship between you, your spouse and your child is a dynamic. Like yeah. all of those things have their own, they have their own norms, right? Yeah. When you change, you Im- you cause an imbalance in all of those different spaces, and so either this either those people around you uh, evolve with you, they change with you, right. or they respond differently to you, um, or uh, like in a really dysfunctional family system, everyone just goes, "You're the weird one." Yeah, you've changed. It's like you've changed now, you're different. What like right? And now you're you know, and and they kind of attack it. Like yeah. they kind of attack you for well, it. Well, because they have an expectation upon you 
mm-hmm. that are like, well, this is how DJ always is. Right. And this is all, and I get to do this. Or like, you know, some people like family members or friends, like they kind of like use you as a rug, like mm-hmm. walk over you and yeah, you're and totally sudden, fine with it. And yeah. then one day you, you're like, I've had it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like being more assertive and you're setting boundaries and you're like, Yo, and you're doing it for you weird. to yeah. protect yourself because now you're self-aware of that. Mm-hmm. Like you have an awareness of like, huh, that is how they treat me. Mm-hmm. And they've treated me for all of my life or mm-hmm. like it evolved or it, it happened mm-hmm. over time, maybe due to events in your life or events in your family or like, you know, a lot of the times like when someone passes away or like right. when someone gets a new career, when so like when life things happen, like someone gets married, they have a kid, mm-hmm. these events kind of mold and shape a new type of dynamic between you and your friends and exactly. your relationships. Yep. And people are like, oh, that person changed because of that. Mm -hmm. But then they start treating you a specific way. And then when you recognize how they treat you, Mm -hmm. then you're like, I don't want to be treated that way. Right. Yeah. No, you know. Yeah. I see it a lot in, in, um, in relationships with like, like, um, if you're in a really dysfunctional relationship, I have a client, really dysfunctional relationship, trying to teach him what a healthy relationship looks like. Then we engage with that relationship. Like he got a girlfriend and was like, oh, wow. Okay. Now, how do I, now like, I've can, learned all yeah. this stuff. Now, how do I, cause like she didn't react the way that I'm used to her react or used right. to other girls react due to past relationships. Right. Exactly. And a lot of people carry those past relationships into their oh, new yeah. one, expecting that that person's going to respond or react the same as the previous person. Yeah. We're, we're pre, we're kind of conditioned. Yeah. You know, and if you're in an environment long enough, you're conditioned to with some responses. So, okay. Speaking from that perspective, of the person stepping into that relationship, mm-hmm. can you speak to that person and also reverse that role of the other person? Like if you're stepping into a relationship, maybe in 2020 mm-hmm. and you're like, I think I'm in a healthy place. Maybe you came from a really bad relationship right? and you're like, okay, I'm now in a healthy place. 2020 is my year. Right. I'm, I'm, you know, there's some people I know that are like, I'm ready to get married. <laughs> like I want to yeah. get married, but first I got to start dating. And then, like they it's go through this, be different. They, yeah. they go through this whole thing, yeah. and uh, you know, and then when they start dating someone, they're like, "Man, like I'm dating them, so I have to marry them, right?" Mm-hmm. Because 2020, right? right. That's my yeah, year. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. what would you tell those types, like so, those people? So let's so let's take this from the ground up, right? Yeah. Um, you've maybe you've spent a ton of time in therapy. Maybe you've spent a ton of time with with wise counsel and you know what to look for now you know what a healthier relationship is supposed to look like or what you think it looks like and and by the way um it's never hollywood <laughs> it's never disney yeah. it's never tv it's yeah. none of that like take all of that toss it out the window like it's not going to be any of that never mm. is like i i legitimately thought that my role as uh as a guy who's going to propose to a girl, yeah. I thought like, oh, I just go to the ring store and just pick out a ring. <laughs> the whole, I, the whole concept of like, oh, you go together. Yeah. She picks Foreign. it up. Foreign. Yeah, I was, it was so weird. I was like, this is not romantic at all. Yeah. Or at least that's what You're I thought. You're supposed to know me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, you know, like, I'm supposed to surprise you. Surprise with you because it was everything I ever wanted. Yeah. And more. Yeah. So it just, I let Hollywood, like growing up, I let Hollywood, I let TV kind of dictate what what my idea of a healthy romantic right. relationship is and that's all like. we have as reference most usually, of the time yeah usually because i mean to be honest like we're socially awkward people right like yeah. you know what i mean like how often when was the last time you actually said hey i want to go have coffee with you 
and talk about my life. Yeah. They're well, like how often do people actually do that? Yeah. And talk about their problems or like just the way life is. Yeah. And it's hard. Very. Even in ministry, even if mm-hmm. like, I remember being a youth leader, you know, you were pastoring, shepherding students, you know, right. so, but sitting down and like having to sit with students or, or men, um, or your peers or your leadership team and being like, all right, what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. Like for them, it was awkward because it's like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they want from me? And right. it's like, no, I just want to hang out. Like, I really just want to have like yeah. a relationship with you, yeah. like, you know, and like this friendship and this, you know, kind of thing. It's tough nowadays. Yeah. Well, and so you get it from the movies, you get yep. it from the shows, you get it from, you know, like Netflix. Yeah. 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 And what they're, you know, putting on out there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, my, my relation, my serious relationship before I met my wife was pretty unhealthy. There was a lot of unhealthy expectations. There was a lot of unhealthy things that just went on. Right. So essentially what you're doing when you're kind of breaking all this back down, you, you are stripping it away piece by piece, but you have to rewrite what your understanding of healthy is. Mm. Because I 100% thought that that relationship was healthy. There's a lot of things that I look back and I go even broader. There's a lot of things about my my growing up that I thought were healthy or normal yeah. at the yeah. time that, you know, now having increased some self-awareness in myself just based on my own therapy mm. and then also conversations with people who are much wiser and smarter than me going, yeah. oh, wow that 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 like ripped me a new one as much you know i was like oh that's not normal like and as a as a therapist there's some behaviors that that people i that people i grew up with had that i thought was normal and then getting in the room and that and that literally as a therapist it kind of blinds me to it going like oh i didn't know that was a problem and so that you know you seek out why is it it's so good to be i'm supervised right now so i'm an associate therapist which means i'm supervised by a licensed therapist um, and whenever I bring like my stuff to my supervisor and go, well, my client's doing this, this, and this, um, there for a while I had to really learn how to look at and point out what's not kosher or what's yeah, not, you know, yeah. right. And, and it, it, it kind of surprised me how many times like I might've missed things because mm. I didn't know. But you had no measurement. Exactly. You know? So like exactly. the first, I think discovery to self-awareness is what's the measurement of healthy. Yeah. You know, I remember, oh man, uh, I had a really toxic, not toxic, but unbalanced, healthy friendship Mm -hmm. at one point of my career in my life. And uh, until a friend pulled me aside and said, they're not treating you that great. Mm -hmm. Like they're treating you pretty cruddy, you know? Mm -hmm. And did I say cruddy? crappy i'm like <laughs> take it a step is, further this is a family friendly show <laughs> like no but they were treating you really bad john like you do so much for this person and they just don't you know they don't reciprocate that or mm-hmm. they, they treat you like garbage yeah and i'm like really like what and i had to wake up to that and like i remember just um i was doing devos one morning and it like hit me in the head like god doesn't want me to have to have a relationship or friendship like this Mm -hmm. what does god want me to have like you got instead of like you being like oh i want to like help people i want to serve people that's great heart Mm -hmm. and like that's a great way like that's very you know humble and all that stuff and i i I feel like 
that's amazing. What you have to do, obviously, mm-hmm. be like Jesus, you know, like serve people. Right. But there has to be a point of like, what does God want for you? Does he plan on you to be walked over mm-hmm. and like treated like crap and you continuing to just be like, oh, so sorry and apologetic about stuff and like just continuing to serve people and, and feeling burned out, mm-hmm. feeling tired, emotionally tired, emotionally fatigued, physically fatigued. Yep. Like, are those the things that God wants for you? Mm-hmm. And I would like to say no. Like, yeah, 100%. That's not. Yeah. So discovering, I guess, what is the measurement of self-awareness? Like, how do you measure healthy? Right. Obviously goes back to how does God see you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. And if, if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not really a religious person. I don't really believe in God. That's fine. Like, yeah. you know, like no judge. Yeah. We're just saying there has to be a measurement. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a, a, some sort of measurement of what is good and what is not good, what is toxic and what's not toxic, what's healthy and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't discovered that measurement quite yet, and the reason why we're like, well, the measurement of healthiness is what God has in store for your life and what God right. says in his word is because that is the test of time. Like mm-hmm. that is 100% like he he designed you, yeah. whether you know it or not. Yeah. Like God designed us as human beings mm-hmm. and he has a plan, a good plan yeah. for our lives. And he loves you and he wants to use right. this life to, to not only make an impact, but make an impact with his relationship with you because that's the most important part. Absolutely. Everything flows from your relationship and, and um, how you see the world through this lens is so important. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with God and how you see God and how you see him as a creator, a good designer, mm-hmm. you know, he's the best designer. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could see life through that lens, it's going to help you create a measurement of how you see yourself Yeah, and how you see others. There was a, you just talking about that reminded me of, um, so I worked with my first year, uh, as a, as like a official, uh, therapist, I guess. Uh, my first year I worked in, uh, in an anger management group, mm. which was wow. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us a story. Oh man. Because you had, first of all, we had the, um, they gave us a curriculum yeah. And um, my supervisor is pretty cool. He trusts us and was like, you know, just, you know, use pieces of it or whatever. I'm looking through the whole book of it and it's talking, it's very um, kind of change your behaviors, change your ways kind of yeah. thing. And I, I used it the first couple of weeks and I was like, this is boring. And just kind of <laughs> like forgot about it. Yeah. Um, because anger management like people were talking about like oh you need to work on your anger like no not exactly like you're allowed to have anger first of all we're designed that way like we can be frustrated at life yes you know you you have full right to the full range of emotions that every human can experience right so so i had to debunk what actually anger management was supposed to be wow just through what i was hearing from them so i had a lot of people who um, fresh out of prison, um, or they they had a, you know, life is just getting to them, and all of a sudden they exploded on the Wetzel's Pretzels girl, you know, and just like <laughs> poor girl, yeah, I know, right? And you just gotta, <laughs> you know, just life hits you or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, these people don't have an anger management problem; they have like a life management 
problem problem wow. which we all we, we all do yeah like we're all angry at yeah. some point or another just some of us express it differently exactly so so how do you even like so someone that's in that program mm -hmm. how do you even tackle the idea of like hey it's not an anger management problem yeah it's it's the way you see yourself problem yeah it's the way you see the world problem mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so it's it was um what we ended up kind of developing was this whole new way of we kind of refocused the lens so and this goes back to self-awareness and I'll, and I'll tell you why um we basically gave them a new lens to look at all of this through right yeah. so i had a few principles attached to okay this is how you deal with with your stuff first of all um you're allowed to be angry you have a right to that anger you have a right to your emotions or a right to you know your you have a right to healthy yeah like you know god wants you to be healthy you have yeah, a right totally. to healthy um healthy don't need doctors so yeah. you have a right to healthy but you have to look at um your environment and you have to look at the people around you yeah and if all of those things have to all of those things have to live under the umbrella of you mattering yeah you matter to god so you matter Wow. You have air in your lungs, a heart. And my favorite thing to say is like, you have air in your lungs, a, a heart that's beating and blood flowing through your veins. You matter. Yeah. Somebody did that on purpose. Right. And if, if the people around you, the way you view yourself and the environment around you does not reflect that. Yeah. And doesn't, and doesn't cultivate an environment of mattering. Then now you got it. Now you know where to start looking right, right. now. You know where to pragmatically start attacking things yeah. like if my people don't treat me like i matter then i gotta i gotta vet out my people yeah just gotta cut them out yeah don't if, cut them cut them out right Exa yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah exactly these people ended up in jail right like, <laughs> yeah. for a reason yeah well and it, uh, and it you know and, and you're just even i mean like i think someone also needs to hear like if you have that toxic family member mm -hmm. you know where you're like my life is just like this like i'm stuck with this you know family mm-hmm it's it's you got to hear that you got to cut them out like, yeah i mean well what i the way i kind of approach it is is um boundaries versus barriers yeah. right so boundaries are going to preserve the relationship yeah and maybe that means cutting them out or not talking to them or kind of mm. creating some separation for a time right but you've always leave that road open for a relationship whereas a barrier is just psh, i'm putting up a wall right and we're not engaging anymore. Like we're not talking. We, and you know, some people you got to do that too. Yeah. I understand that. Some so people you got to do that. There's too. those two options. Are there you going to create solutions. a barrier or are you going to create a boundary? Right. A boundary. And I always look for, I always encourage and I encourage you to like look, exhaust every possible way to keep boundaries because mm. boundaries keep relationships yeah. safe and healthy. That's but, what I mean by cut people out. Right. Is put a boundary. <laughs> I'm pretty savage and I'm like, man, but, but because I just don't have, and I'm, I'm going to be, I'm a show of vulnerability right now. Mm. I just don't have the energy or time or like, sure. you know, on the journey sure. to just be to, and, and Brit's more, a, a lot better with this because she cares a lot more about people. Mm -hmm. I care a lot about people. If you know me, like, yeah. you know how much I care about people. Yeah. But when it comes to like, you know, and I, I need to work on this and this is my self-awareness moment. So mm -hmm. I actually got you on the show to actually therapy myself. <laughs> Get you. Uh, <laughs> no, but like that, that whole thing of like, you know, my idea is, is I want to create um, boundaries mm -hmm. with people, not barriers. But yeah. I, t I tend to lean more on the like, 
hey, like, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, yeah. I'm just, you know, like, you, yeah. don't, you don't give me energy. And that's a very selfish thing to say, but that's my vulnerability. I think my sure. challenge is like, like, and I think I, I, I became like that because I thought of relationships like a bank account, mm. you know, where like I'm making deposits, you know, and people are either putting deposits in my bank account emotionally or like, mm-hmm. you know, or they're taking out stuff. They're withdrawing. And it's okay to withdraw as long as I have enough yeah. in my account that I don't go in the red. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when I started seeing life through that lens, it's like, man, some people, they just take a massive withdrawal. Mm. And they never deposit anything. Yeah. And those types of people, I had to say, no. Like, yeah. I just cut, I guess, cut out. Well, you, but I put a boundary yeah. in saying, like... You know, like, you know how, like, if you have a card or a credit card or something like that, and they're like, you only could spend this much amount. Yeah. Right. That's the kind of mentality I have for those types of people in my life. <laughs> yeah. It's like, your spending limit is this. Yeah. You're overdrawn. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to build your credit with my yeah. account or yeah. else you can't, you know, you yeah. don't get any withdrawals. Well, and, the, and there's, there's space for that. I think I, I don't want, I don't want people to think like, okay, this is just, yes, if you've got toxic people in your life then like, oh yeah, do everything you can to keep them in your life. Like, yeah. Like, no, toxic people don't deserve the time and space that healthy yeah. people do, right? So sometimes when you're building boundaries or you set boundaries, sometimes they're stuck in stage one where it's like separation. Right. right. Sometimes they're just stuck there. And yeah. That's okay. That's all right. That's just that's just the way it's got to be and right I'm now. I'm okay with that. But I have the hope in the future there to restore Absolutely. those boundaries and those, that relationship. So there's hope for the future, but in the now, in this season, Mm-hmm. You're not my priority. You're in timeout right now. Yeah, you're yeah. on timeout. Face the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Face the wall. So, hey, that, those are some great insights about where to start um, yeah. in your self-awareness. I hope you guys got something from that. Um, we want to close out with talking about the benefits of having that self-awareness. Mm. And there's about like six of them that we had discussed prior to this and prepping for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about them a little bit and maybe if one strikes you, you could talk a little bit more about that as we close out this podcast. Definitely. So number one um, to to what self-awareness can lead to or the benefits of it is uh, creating efficiency in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you are more self-aware, like I'll, I'll use me as an example um, I, I didn't know that I had attention things. Like yeah. I didn't know that that was a problem for me. I just thought I had a motivational problem. Mm. Well, whenever I was able to learn that like, nope, that's actually just an attention issue. Like, oh, okay, now I know how to attack it. Wow. And it made my day, I, I'm able to structure my day a little better. I'm able to structure my life better. And yeah. so like made me more efficient. Like I'm able to attack things easier because I'm not stuck in the, why is this happening stage? So you gave yourself a false, um, a false kind of like, um, diagnosis. Yeah. And a lot of the times, I, I don't know about you guys, but we think it's one thing in our life mm-hmm. and then we're completely wrong. Yep. Like it's a, you know, we're like, well, I'm, I'm not motivated. Right. And then it's like, I'm not motivated to go to the gym. It's like, no, you're just lazy. Right. Right. right? <laughs> I guess it's not motivated, but like, it's not a motivation thing. It's like a, you don't like to get up and do something thing. Yeah. Like period. Yeah. And like what you do with one thing you do in everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it's not a motivation problem. It's your lack of like excitement to, you know, of life. Yeah. You know, problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's totally something else. And you die, you give yourself a false <laughs> diagnosis yeah. that leads you to something else. But, if you're aware, self-awareness brings 
out those things and you're like, oh, it wasn't that. It was this. Mm-hmm. Now you can work out the efficiency part. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Number two yeah. is uh, it brings clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so having self-awareness, like you like to say, narrow your vision. Yeah. And that could be a lot of like contrast in the world that we live in today where you're like, you got to have big vision. You got to have, we even did a podcast previously where it got deleted called big vision. Mm -hmm. And like your vision has got to be wide. Like your vision, you know, your vision has got to be big, but then now we're talking about like, you know what, you got to have some narrow vision. Can you speak on that a little bit? That's so funny. I totally forgot that was, yeah, you're right. We talked last year about big vision. Yeah. And now we're talking about the opposite of that. Right. I think that's cause like culturally, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're talking about, that sounds good. Yeah. Like big <laughs> yeah. vision. Like, wow. Yeah. I need to have some big vision. I need to go out in this new year and have big yeah. vision. Just, yeah. yeah. And the, the reality is, no, if you have like narrow vision, meaning like focus. Yes. Right? Yes. 100% that's what you were talking about when it comes to vision. Like yeah. you could have a vision that's, the end of it is like, oh, this this vision is very big and broad, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to impact a lot of people. But if you don't have the narrow focus and have, I guess, tunnel vision, mm-hmm. you know, tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're not going to accomplish that vision. Yeah. The, right? the biggest thing that I always encourage my my creative clients with is like, you're going to have ideas. Yeah. Write those ideas down. Not every idea has to be executed right now. Right. Like there's seasons for those things, right? Like we all know that. So so the so narrowing your vision doesn't necessarily mean abandoning these other ideas that you have or abandoning these other like, you know, huge things that yeah. you've got planned. It's it's just focusing down on what can you execute right now. Yeah. So a good practice that. would be writing down the things that the ideas that you have, the mm-hmm. visions that you have and going through them, like me and Britt did this before the New Year's, we wrote down every balloon, right, that mm. I ever wanted to create. Yeah. And if you guys don't know about the balloons, we talked about in a previous episode how I'm the astronaut, as you could tell, his astronaut <laughs> helmet, and she's ground control. And oh, that's such a great analogy. And I talk about like how these ideas that I come up with are like balloons, and I always hand it to her, and I'm like, here, like, <laughs> hold these for me. And then she's like a month, two months down the line, she's holding a bunch of balloons. She's like, which one did you want to keep? Like, which yeah. one oh, did man. you want to I let go? That. And then she ends up letting go of all of them. She's like, oh, we're still doing that? That's <laughs> I let that one go months ago. And I'm like, why'd you let go of my balloons? Oh, like, my so I get, you know, very emotional. But the idea is writing down. And then this is a good practice, especially mm. if you're married or you're in a relationship to write down all your balloons on a piece of paper, write down ideas, both of you. And then we went through each one and we literally was like, we put finances, we put resources, we put importance when it comes to our core values, Mm -hmm. how important one through five, how important it is for you to create this. And is it sustainable? Can we scale it? You know, so each vision that we had, each dream that we had, we put a dollar sign to three, you know, on Yelp, they have like three dollar oh, yeah, signs. Yeah, it's yeah. really expensive. Mm-hmm. So like we, like the less dollar signs it had means the less like money we need to put it, invest mm, into it. Got it. And then like the more dollar signs is like, okay, that's probably like a long-term thing when we're, we have a little bit yeah. more savings, you know? Yeah. Like, so those dreams kind of get put on the back burner and focus on the lowest hanging fruit, the lowest type of dreams that, that doesn't have that, you know, yeah. that you could actually accomplish. Yeah. So, and then that actually helped so much 
and bringing clarity to the vision and be like, oh, this year I'm going to focus on this one thing. That's so good. Because thank you. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> we could do a whole session of workshop. If you guys want that, right. Please yeah. leave a comment. Oh, heck yes. You know, Let's do that. Like it would be phenomenal. We could do a workshop together, you know, and, and oh doing gosh. that because I think it's very effective, especially coming into a new year, mm-hmm. like to write out your visions and then literally physically seeing, okay, this is going to take this much time, <laughs> this much finances, this much research is it gonna benefit or is yeah. it just is it something that i i don't need to be involved with because it doesn't attain to it doesn't pour into my core values or mm. my vision for the big vision right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's phenomenal mm-hmm. um did you want to say anything else about that no, I think okay you got it perfectly number three is um pastors um what am i preaching and what is god trying to preach through me mm. Um, you want to speak, if you have self-awareness, this is for yeah. like those pastors, those leaders out there. Maybe you're a ministry leader. Maybe you're, you lead a team of creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like what, like there's a disconnect when you don't yes. have self-awareness. Yes. So and people can feel that disconnect. By oh the way. man. It's, so if you yeah. think people are connecting with you, they're not, they're not. If you not. don't have self-awareness. And and that's and that's the trouble with self-awareness, right? Is that like it has to be awareness to you. And you're in you know, I've worked with pastors who are very self-aware, very healthily minded, and 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 their team is able to follow them along. I've also worked with pastors who are not self-aware at all Ugh. and don't know the next, you know, don't <laughs> don't have the slightest idea of of like they're running their their whole operation into the ground and they don't know it. Like everyone else can see it except for them. It's like this dude's blind. Dude is blind. And then he gets so mad when people start walking out. Exactly. And, and he people, or she. Like, and, and they'll walk out. Yeah. They will walk out. So, you know, biggest thing with self-awareness is that it, and we'll get to this here in a minute, I think, um, but it, it it's healthy lifestyle, right? It's, and, and that reflects well. So whenever you are... a if you're a pastor or a leader of any sort, you have to really pay attention to, are you preaching what you want to preach or are you preaching what God is trying to say to your church body right now? And, and it's, it may not be obvious to you, to you may not be obvious to other pastors that you know, but it is painfully obvious to the people in your congregation when they hear a word from God. And when they hear a word from like, Oh, that was just him. That was just for him. Yeah. Yeah, I could go into a whole nother bunch of shows, (laughs) but I'm not going to do that because of time. But number four is um, having self-awareness brings massive wisdom Mm -hmm. into your life. Yeah. Yeah. So think about the people that that you consider wise counsel, like wise individuals, like. Um, I, I've got three or four right now that I, that's my inner circle. Those are the ones I bounce those ideas off first. And because they are wise individuals, I know they're wise because, um, not only do what do they, what they have to share with me, not only does it challenge me, does it sharpen me? Um, but, but I know that I've seen in them, in their own lives, how they've sought out wise counsel themselves and how they have also had some self-discovery yeah and also the by their fruit absolutely like the yeah. things that they touch the things that you know right. the way yeah. they they um navigate their their situations in their life yeah, yeah and yeah. the people that they impact around them is a good indicator of is this a wise person mm-hmm. or, or not right yeah and yeah what do, what do people say whenever they're not in the room yeah. like you know this is this that's the too. best oh my gosh i could ask like so many people hey so what do you think of that, that yeah. person or his leadership or yeah. her leadership they'll be so brutally honest. Oh yeah. Where I'm like, wow, 
do they know that? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So um, number five is self-awareness brings out or or it brings out great leadership. Mm -hmm. And this kind of ties into the having massive wisdom. Um, And man, Andy Stanley did a talk um, during a conference in Orange County. Okay. Mo, um, not Mo, uh, I forgot what it was called. Catalyst. Boom. And he said... <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, <laughs> it never left me because he talked about a great leader. Hmm. How to become a great leader. Right? And it's uh, great leaders are, are formed by not their intentions, but their actions. Hmm. And if you just took a minute... Like, everyone has the potential to be a great leader. Everyone leads their life every day like you lead your life every day Mm -hmm. what separates you from just a leader and a great leader is taking that extra time that extra minute to ask yourself what would a great leader do Mm. and having that self-awareness like if you continue to practice that like if you're gonna make a decision and you take like if it's for the family or something and you know it could be something small like, mm-hmm. should I buy this for the family or not? Or for, you know, we're about to have a baby and we're like, should I do this? Get a play thing? Or, or <laughs> like, should I stop and think about involving my wife in the process? <laughs> what would a great husband do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I just buy it anyways. I'm like, surprise! And, and failed. So, <laughs> if you just took one more minute and yeah. asked yourself, what would a great leader do? Mm-hmm then maybe your intention will turn into reality and you actually, your action will act of a great leader. You might make a decision that a great leader would make. And more of those creates a reputation that says that guy is a great leader Mm -hmm. because he think he takes that extra time to think about things intensely, like intentionally. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think take a second to think about who who you look up to because yeah. who you look up to is typically how you try to you know mannerize yourself mannerize yeah. is that even mannerize? like it is a word today right yeah mannerize it's, it's typically who we try to be like we're, yeah. we're trying to be like the people we look up to sure. um and that that even goes as far as to uh, uh to think about your favorite actor or mm-hmm. like um or your favorite artist or or your favorite pastor oh my gosh my dad is a perfect example of this because he <laughs> i'm a i'm not putting him on blast but bless him um he has this one favorite pastor that guy has shaped so much of how he preaches and it, you can hear it. And Cruffle a dollar. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah. But, it, but it's, but yeah, you model yourself after the people you look up to. So who do you look up to and are they, are they worthy of that yeah. level of attention? Yeah. That's awesome. Our last point is um, when you have self-awareness in your life, you just get better spiritually emotionally physically and psychologically mm. you become healthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um yeah so i think this goes without saying if you haven't figured it out by now then let me just break it down break it um down. break it down your self-awareness the level of self-awareness that you and it can attain first of all think about the level that you think you're at right now mm. there's still about nine million more to go oh, yeah. right like you're always going to continue to learn which is great um but self-awareness is going to lead to healthier decision making um 
a healthier spiritual life because you're aware enough to know, right. oh, I need Jesus right, right now, right, right. which is every I can't day. do it on my own. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and you, you lead a much healthier physical lifestyle. Like um, in that, think about the the way it was described to me one time was like think about what fills you versus what fuels you mm. and i was like yo that's that's a good way to think that's about it yeah. not just with food but with like just life yeah. um yeah so like are you are you trying to i i love myself some chick-fil-a and some you know hot wings and all that but yeah. like i know that that I can't live off of that right like, it's like um one trainer told me one time are you eating to live or living to eat Ooh, yeah all right yeah. it's like Oh man, I love food. Yeah. But I need the right ingredient. And Britt is so good at this. Like, you know, she's mm-hmm. just like, I need more greens. I need more of this. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I love pizza. I'm going to support I you. Love, that. Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> steak. Like, but, you know, and again, vulnerability is like, I need to have that self awareness mm-hmm. to, to, eat healthy if i want a longer life especially having a, a kid a baby mm. it's like i want to enjoy my time with my son yeah and i want to have the energy to play and just be in their world and be present mm. and i'm not going to have that if i'm always tired yeah if i'm if i'm always fatigued so am i eating to live or am i living to eat yeah in a way of like, okay, I just love food. And like, I just had to stop that and think about the future. Yeah. Think about, all right, I got to make better decisions. Yeah. And, and it's, and it just, and like I said, it doesn't stop there. We we read off like psychologically. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I cannot stress enough how much your spiritual and psychological health are almost like they live in the same boat yeah they're they're at least roommates yeah like like we we because we go oh i I think god's left me like god ain't gone nowhere yeah like who's the one that left who oh my gosh yeah just thinking about that like i hear pretty often it's like you know like i'm far away from god Mm, you know i need to come back to jesus Mm -hmm. like some of them was like what like yeah that's not even the language right like you think he could leave you? like you're right yeah weird. so i mean it's there's there's so many benefits that it just it takes you to a whole nother space whenever yeah. you're able to learn more about yourself awesome discover more about yourself yeah. and then yeah yeah well dj thanks so much for being on the show i love this man this is i could talk about this all oh yeah all day obviously all day you could tell by how long we went today but <laughs> Man, if you got something out of this uh, episode, please leave a comment and, you know, just leave a comment. Hang out with us on social media. Um, DJ, where can we find you? What? Where can people connect with you uh, online if they want more information or just be your friend? <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you want to just be my friend, I'm on Instagram. Um, just call me DJ. Uh, what's your Instagram handle? Just call me DJ. Yeah, DJ. Okay. DJ. Well, what's your Instagram yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it is at just call oh, me yeah, DJ. Yeah, sorry. At oh, I forget that. Just call me DJ. I'm at, like, okay, DJ. Me. We know what your name is. Yeah, Tell sorry. us your Instagram handle. <laughs> just <laughs> call me DJ. Yeah. If you just want to be friends? It's at just call me DJ. Right. Um, you, where else do you hang out? Twitter, YouTube. You know, I, I don't tweet enough, um, and I haven't changed my name on that one. But I'm sure. So you'll the best way to, it. to best connect. way is Instagram. Cool. Um, and then, uh, it, you know, if you want to hear more from me, kind of waxing on psychologically, uh, you can follow me on actually on Instagram too mm-hmm. at, at Creators Therapy, um, and then we have a YouTube channel. Yep. Creators Therapy. 
I have a podcast. Check it out. Creators Therapy. So yeah, go to thecreatorstherapy.com to yep. connect. Everything's oh yeah, it's on, on there. there. Check out what he does and on the incredible episodes that he has on on that podcast. Man, I, I love hearing your podcast too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because you have these amazing people on there that are in professions that you talk and you like debunk a lot of stuff, but you also yeah. therapize. I don't know how to say it. Like <laughs> therapy ninja. Like, yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know. We, yeah, I, I get to, I get to talk to a lot of creatives. We break down the whys in yeah, life and all that. Awesome. I, I love hearing stories. So, yeah. yeah. And if you want to connect with me, your host John Mediana, find me on Instagram, Twitter, and wherever else, LinkedIn. I don't know at John Mediana. <laughs> all right. Okay, or, I get it. I get it. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Or if you want to connect with us on the show, go to divinehustle.com. We have a ton of blogs. We have a ton of stuff coming up. And, oh, you know, we're trying to, to really uh, create more episodes that are speaking to you, our audience, you know, our homies, whatever. Burp, burp. Um, so go to divinehustle.com backslash quiz to help us create more content that is more geared towards what you love and the content that you want to hear. And we're excited to have more guests in this series. We're going to be talking about where to start in your faith, where to start in planning a church, where to start mm. in your business, where to start in your relationships. There you go. We're going to have a lot of fun guests on the show and really excited. So thank you for staying tuned and being part of the journey. And we will talk to you guys very soon.